It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and we're broadcasting today at William Jewell College in front of a live studio audience. Oh, man. These people are crazy. Okay, thank you so much for that warm welcome. William Jewell College in Kansas City, and we are here with our first guest. What's your name? Uh, ben. Ben, how are you? Great. Great. And you are studying what? Philosophy. Philosophy? Yes. Still time to change that major. Ah, I know. <laughs> All right. And what do you want to do with a philosophy major? Well, either teach, be homeless, or go to law school. Okay. Well, two of those things could happen. For, certainly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, what we're going to do here is you're going to be the news director on my radio show. Here's your copy. I'm going to introduce you on the show, and you're going to read the news. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. Here's Ben with the news. Students at a state college of New York are arrested for hazing and providing alcohol to minors. Hazing. Alcohol to minors. What do you think, Ben? Not a good idea, huh? Well, I mean, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you want to be a lawyer, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Well, you might have to learn that drinking underage, that's against the law, counselor. Well, they have to be defended, too. You dirtbag. You're going to be a defense attorney, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Defense attorneys. All right. Great. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, Ben. We're going to turn this story into an opportunity for us to talk about hazing, uh, sort of a hazing prevention public service announcement. Uh, hazing is against the law. It is, um, it's, could be considered fun for a lot of young people. It's a ritual. I had to do it when I was a freshman, so we're going to do it to the freshmen now. Um, and we just need for people to realize that hazing is illegal, and it can, go, it can go bad, and it can go bad fast. And if you are involved in a hazing event, uh, and somebody gets hurt or worse, dies, everybody involved with the hazing will be charged with that accident and or death. So we just wanted to get that message out. Ben, we thank you so much for, for your service to this show. Yay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And uh, there's a hazing prevention public service announcement from the Adam Ridge Show and William Jewell College. Get to know Adam at AdamRitz.com. Get to know the radio show at AdamRitzShow.com. We're inside the Tampa Bay Buccaneer football complex with uh, linebacker Rennie Kern. Hi, Rennie. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing just absolutely great. I, I want to thank you for your time. We're going to talk about the charity work you do yeah. um, here in Tampa and back in your home base of Atlanta. What are you doing? Um, well, I haven't been here in Tampa for too long. I got signed back in January, but basically, you know, I just try to reach out to organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, Second Chance um, organization, which, you know, just reaches out to the youth. You know, I, I really feel like um, it's my obligation, you know, being a professional athlete and just having this platform just to give back and speak to young kids and encourage them and let them know that they can uh, really do anything that they put their mind to. So that's what I'm about. And I love, you know, having the, you know, platform with with this opportunity I've been given. So I try to just use it to the best of my advantage and, and hopefully help and inspire some other young people who have the same dreams. 
Very cool. And the uh, children, the kids, the you know, the football fans, even if they're not football fans, when they meet you and find out you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, do their eyes just explode? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's awesome. You know, I think that's one thing a lot of guys don't realize in our position. This is the type of influence that we have, you know, whether it's a CEO of a company or a young child, like you have a, a definitely an impact on them that you don't even realize, you know, from just making it to where you are being in the NFL, because there's not too many of us that do it. You know, not too many people can say that they know an NFL player personally. You know, so it's, it's always great to be able to have an impact on them, especially a positive one. You know, with a lot of things that the media puts out there about us, it's always good to, you know, just show somebody that you're different and show somebody, you know, that, hey, you can be a good person and, you know, be, be an NFL player at the same time. Rennie Kern is our guest, uh, played football at the University of Georgia, which is consistently one of the top party schools in America. And I'm not going to ask you any personal questions about you partying in college on campus in Athens, Georgia, but I, I do want to ask about that alcohol culture centered around athletics and, and football and just the machismo that goes along with it. Mm -hmm. um, as an undergrad football player there, how did you make sure you didn't get caught up in the hype? get caught up in the party scene that could really adversely affect your career? Uh, I think one of the biggest things I did was just try to surround myself with, you know, with good people, with, with people just trying to do good things. You know, I got involved with like SCA and different organiza organizations like that. And that didn't mean I was perfect by any means because I still partied as well. But at the same time, I had, you know, good people in my background that, that held me accountable. And then I, you know, uh, always kept my family in mind. You know, I live 45 minutes down the road, so I was always able to go back home, stay close to my roots, and just stay true to who I was, you know. So even though I was involved with this lifestyle being in Athens, like I said, I still had a good, you know, close-knit group of, you know, people who were there before all of that, um, all of those things came. So it kept me focused, you know, and, and here I am today. So it worked out. That is all great advice for a current student athlete in college from a University of Georgia Bulldog. And you've got the experience because, again, it was the number one party school and is the number one party school in America. Uh, other schools you were recruited by just for fun, what were they? Um, I was recruited by Georgia Tech. Uh, Auburn was my second choice, but, you know, like I said, Georgia was like 45 minutes down the road. That was my first, you know, college visit as like a 10-year-old, you know, so it always stuck with me. It was always my dream to play there, and, uh, you know, I I'm glad I went there. That was the best decision of my life. And the second choice for your career beyond football has got to be radio because that voice is awesome. I appreciate that. I might, I might just do it. Who knows? You know? Let me uh, have you say, uh, let's do some sports radio right now. Say, hey, this is Rennie Curran, and you're listening to Sports Radio, The Adam Rich Show. This is Rennie Curran, and you listen to The Adam Rich Show. <laughs> I got a good start. <laughs> Football is a sport that unites fans, players, and coaches alike in a spirit of competition and camaraderie. Football season has come to our area, and while you're watching a game with friends or sharing in the excitement with family, be sure to celebrate responsibly. Never pick up the keys and drive if you've had too much to drink. And if you're 21, drinking alcohol is against the law. Remember, alcohol is different. Let's all work together to keep our roads and communities safe and have a winning season. This message is brought to you by your local beer distributors and this station. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Conversations and interviews from all over America. It's the Adam Ritz Show. What a pleasure it is to welcome our next guest. This is Paul Poteet. Hi, Paul. 
Hi, Adam. Thanks for uh, letting me on the show. I wanted to have you on the show to talk about uh, your TV show, Pet Pals. Mm-hmm. You're the uh, you're the co-host of Pet Pals along with Patty Spittler. It's a nationally syndicated television show mm-hmm. about pets and their pals, I guess, which is you. Are you the pal or is the pet the pal? Well, I'm the pal of a couple of cats at a home, but that's about <laughs> it. And I never I never had, like, you know, doggies and kitties when I was growing up. We just had, like, neighborhood pets. The closest, my I think now, looking back, my mom and dad were kind of like a little bit of clean freaks and so maybe that's why we never had the the cats or the dogs so maybe I'm if I'm on the shrinks couch I'm getting a little bit of what I didn't get from mom and dad now so so currently uh, in your house it's it's a cat house (laughs) yes I live in a cat house or a house of cat with cats in it I I don't know what okay you have cats two cats no waiting two cats no dogs which you know and cats I have nothing against dogs some of my best friends are dogs Patty's dog who's my co-host Patty Spittler she has one of these 100 pound you know dogs uh, and uh, who's on the show all the time too his name is Louie and so he's like he probably is the most recognizable of the three of us very good so as the host of Pet Pals TV uh, I wanted to bring you on the show to talk about uh, some of the social issues uh, surrounding the pet industry uh, maybe pet adoption or um, pet abuse I know there's a there's a whole lot of everybody cries when they see the Sarah McLaughlin commercials I mean with pet abuse going on or uh, you know people some people don't even realize it's a crime the way they treat their pets uh, I guess I wanted to bring you on the show to just talk about some of these hot buttons and maybe what you see come across your desk. There have been, in this past summer, in the summer of 2012, it was record heat all over a good part of the country, and there are several locations uh, where all of a sudden all of these stories come up of uh, there's a uh, somebody goes shopping and leaves the uh, you know, the the dog and the in in the car this the old thing not even cracking a window and thinking that's going to take care of it so a lot of it can be weather dependent uh, at times like that we get a lot of stories about uh, people not just common sense and you know not to hey yeah, it's amazing. I come out, and yeah, here come the dogs. There's one of your viewers. See? <laughs> They're taking the dog out of the vehicle, though, to go with them. That's 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 a good idea. Not leaving the dog behind to just bark off in the distance. So <laughs> what are the chances? And there's that dog now. So we talk about uh, just basic things like that, and we get involved in adoption stories to where we might be able to show some uh, a lot of times it is it is a dog sometimes a cat that's been abandoned and maybe it's older it's hard to adopt that's the thing about adoptions they can be very dependent on the age of the animal because somebody doesn't want to come along and maybe get invested emotionally with a a dog that may only live another year or two so we've been in a couple situations where pet pals has done a a story about a dog or a cat like that and somebody does end up adopting it and and as we speak on this trail that we're by right now there goes somebody running with their dog can't do that with cats people love their pets it's crazy and it's look around us right now and if people want to enjoy the outside what's one of the things they think about doing is is going out especially with dogs obviously going out to the park with their dog and there's there's somebody with three of them all at once i tell you what i draw a pet crowd i can't help it it (laughs) can't be stopped it must be the liver i have in my pants right now (laughs) you're a star paul (laughs) poteet is our guest co-host of pet pals tv and we're gonna if you don't mind bring you on the show uh Mm -hmm. sporadically through the year to talk 
talk about issues like pet adoption and, and pet abuse and um, uh, not only, I guess, some criminal activity to go along with how you maybe mistreat or abuse animals, but some of the fun st- stuff you do, too, with pets, maybe on some recent segments you've had with Pet Pals TV with you and Patty. Uh, what are some of the fun things you've done lately with pets? It wasn't that long ago that we were in the middle of downtown and and getting footage of a skateboarding dog. I forget what the breed was, but this dog was, the owner would set him up, you know, get him on the skateboard, he would take off, go, you know, several hundred feet, and the camera person was, you know, tra- tracking him down. And it's one of those things, you don't believe it till you see it. That's the beauty of the show. So we can show people these. And, but it's not just you know, stupid animal tricks. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to perform to get on the show. <laughs> but it is pretty wild. But you know, sometimes you don't even have to train uh, the dogs to do. You know, I guess uh, I can't let you go without mentioning, this just popped into my head, the uh, the Bob Barker, the um, the Price is Right, the old have your pets spayed or neutered. I mean, it's a, it's a social issue. That uh, Do you guys cover that type of stuff? Oh, yeah, we've, and we've done some uh, work with local, there's spay and neuter clinics. There are places that actually they'll set up in a mall because a lot of times people just, I don't know, maybe feel intimidated about going to a vet or they just, they, maybe they've never been to one before and so they don't know how it works and it's easier maybe sometimes to engage people in a place they're going to go anyway, like a shopping mall. Uh And so that's one way that some of these agencies try to combat the problem. Instead of trying to get people to come where they might be, they go to where the people are. I think Drew Carey is now the host of The Price is Right, and I still think he says that at the end of every episode. He says, uh, yeah, it it isn't verbatim like Bob Barker said, but it's it's pretty much the same message, too. And you notice when he took over The Price is Right, he also became Bob Barker. He began to shrink. (laughs) (laughs) I think maybe there's only one suit on the show, and he had to. He didn't have any choice. Paul Futit is our guest, and uh, we want to get your digital properties out there for everybody. You, you do a thousand things, and Pet Pals TV is one of them. Pet You're Pals. a really interesting guy. You've got a great Twitter following. Let's learn about your Twitter and Facebook and your websites and everything else you want to promote. You can go to uh, paulpotet.com, and it's spelled P-A-U-L-P-O-T-E-E-T, or just Google Indiana Weatherman. That's my home base of operation. And so I've worked with radio and television and now online stations. I do some uh, weather media work. I also do forensic meteorology consulting for people who want to figure out what the weather was like three months ago yesterday in wow. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And then I also wow. am involved in this show as a pet owner. It was kind of an easy sell because Patty, my co-host, is a lot of fun to work with. The stories, you know what, it's just it's a half an hour of pleasant television. We try to accentuate the positive. They aren't you know, like freak when animal attack stories because <laughs> there's so many of those already. And besides, Patty and I don't want to get that close to the to the alligator. So it's just, I hate to say feel good, but it is. It's one of those, you know, half an hour that's, that's pleasant. You'll, you'll laugh a couple of times and, you know, you'll feel good after you watch it. But you can find out everything else I do in all the other places I work with at pulpoteat.com. It's pulpoteat on Twitter and uh, com on Facebook, too. And the show, uh, Pet Pals TV, is syndicated nationally. Check your local listings, check your uh, Comcast listings, and you can also go to PetPalsTV.com. That has all the information specific to that show, too. You can join the community and you know, post pictures of your pet, too. People kind of like sharing pictures of their pets. Yeah. It's kind of like kids. Crazy for pets. Well, Paul, uh, we look forward to having you on again. Thank you for joining us. Let me uh, just get this out of my wallet. This is a picture of the two tabbies. Here, come back, Adam. Go, come back. <laughs>
<laughs> and don't forget to have your pets spayed, spayed or, or neutered. neutered. You can catch up with The Adam Ritz Show online. Podcasts of recent shows, including this one, can be found at adamritzshow.com. Like us on Facebook at Facebook slash Adam Ritz Show or follow at Adam Ritz on Twitter. We're on the campus of Texas Christian University, TCU, the Horn Frogs, with Sarah Beard. Hi, Sarah. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, Sarah has an Indiana connection. She's from Danville, Indiana. Yes. To Fort Worth, Texas, <laughs> for college at TCU. How in the world did that happen? Well, it's a pretty big change, and um, I actually had not heard of TCU until mm, halfway through my senior year, or probably at the beginning of my senior year. And um, my dad mentioned it because he knew he used to shoot with a coach here, and and I didn't even I didn't know what TCU was, but um, he mentioned that, and so I looked into it, and it just worked out that I came here. And first of all, just the sport of rifling, rifling. What I am so not familiar with this sport, and this is so cool for me to get familiar with it through you. It's the sport of shooting. Mm-hmm. Your team is called the rifle. Range team, the rifle team. Tell us as much as you can, and for the idiots like me that know nothing about your sport, because there's a lot of colleges up north. I don't even know if Purdue or Indiana has a rifle team. Do they? No. I mean, they have club teams. They don't have. um, There's no school in Indiana with a NCAA team, which well, Division One NCAA team, which is why I came here. Um, So with with rifle, you have there's two guns. There's the small bore gun and the air rifle. And you shoot both of them in a match. And so when you shoot them, um, you have 60 shots in each gun. And that adds up to the total score for one person. And then on each team, you have uh, four scores that count. So the whole aggregate of that versus the aggregate of the other team, that's what you compare and see, to see who wins. So just to make it clear, this is not a club sport. This is big-time college athletics. We're here at the rifle range at TCU right now. There's the targets behind us. In fact, uh, I hear that your team won the national championship, mm-hmm. NCAA national champions. Yep, yep. It was a pretty neat one, pretty neat experience. So you're, you're talking, uh, did you get to meet the president? I mean, th- this is not, uh, this is a big deal. I, I, I need everybody at home to understand this is a very big deal. Yeah. National champions and a major um, Division One college. Yeah, uh, we... Uh, we got the chance to go meet the president to go to the White House last um, September. I was kidding. I was you did? <laughs> yeah, we did, actually. And, um, oh and so we all met on the lawn of the White House, and there were a bunch of athletes there. And um, and Obama came out. He gave a little speech, and then he walked down, and we all met him. And it was really neat. I just got chills. That <laughs> I had no. I was really kidding. Is this uh, was? How does it work? Do they invite all the national champions of every single sport at once? So you all go. Th- it's like a. Well, this was. I mean, it it was the winners for the champions for the winter sports. Winter sports. Mm-hmm. Was there a brunch? Uh, uh, what was, was the whole day it was like? Like a luncheon on the lawn of the White House, and that's what it was. So we went um, for the morning part of that, and we uh, we were on the lawn, and then oh, it, it was just really neat. We. We walked around a little bit. Um, we heard him speak, and we talked to some of the other athletes, and then uh, we just toured Washington D.C., which was really neat. Did you get a picture with the president? No, during... we didn't. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately. Who, who were some of the other athletes you've met? Uh, maybe that we've heard of oh, that were national champions from the I, winter I, sports. I didn't meet that many. Not that many. Uh-uh. Um, that were the, were the other athletes from the other sports like basketball? Did they meet uh-huh. you and think? Wow, rifle! I didn't even know that was a sport. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. There were quite a few who there was track and um, 
track and field and cross country and they were all kind of like what who are you you know rifle team what 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 are you doing here but I mean it was really fun it was a great opportunity well, Sarah Beard from Danville, Indiana, part of the national champions uh, here at TCU on the rifle team. And what uh, what ha- what happens for you over the next couple of years? Are you, is this an, are you going to go to the Olympics? I mean, you're obviously great at this. Uh, well, I don't know. Um, I'm just right now. I mean, Olympics is um, part of the goal, but um, right now I'm just shooting. I'm practicing and training and. Um, just kind of seeing where it'll take me. So I'm the next two years I'll be training really hard here. Um, I'll probably shoot after college. I just I don't know exactly where it'll take me, but we'll see. Okay, so let's get down to brass tacks with the guns. This is the most important part of the uh, I guess the the equipment. Now, when you graduate, do you get to keep this gun? Do you get to take it home? Yes, that's the plan. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. I was kidding again. No, I do. Well, I mean, I'd have to buy it from them. But I came here with my own gun, and um, it ended up, we tested that, and um, the barrel wasn't, I mean, it wasn't top of the line. And, of course, my coach wanted me to have top of the line, so she got me a new barrel. And um, it's the same stock and everything, but I really love this gun. It's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> I really love this gun. This is so cool. Do you, you know, the, the cliche with dads and their daughters that go on dates, the, when the first date comes over, the dad is sitting in the porch cleaning his gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever cleaned your gun when a guy came over for a first date? Um, no, can't say I have. <laughs> you got to try that. Usually I do that when I'm in the basement. Nobody's watching. <laughs> now, I want to take a look at a, a poster I saw out front um, of your team, National Champions the TCU women's rifle team. And as we look at the upper left, there she is, Sarah Beard. Tell us about this photo shoot. What was this like? Uh, yes, I remember it very well. Actually, it was a really hot day, typical Texas summer day. <laughs> um, but other than that, it was neat. We were walking around campus. We were just carrying our <laughs> the air guns and, um, and the trophies. So it was really fun. Now, do the students on campus know that uh, what they're dealing with here, that they've got you know, national stars on campus, national champions? <laughs> um, a few know. Um, whenever I say I'm on the rifle team now, a lot of times people will say, oh, didn't you win like a championship or something? So, so at least people know. I mean, they've heard about it quite a bit. Thanks for joining us. Sarah Beard, a member of the TCU rifle team and a national champion. Sarah Beard, thanks again. I'm Adam Ritz. You can catch up with us uh, online with the Adam Ritz Show, the website where you can listen to uh, this show and previous shows, adamritzshow.com. And we'd love for you to join us on Twitter. It's at Adam Ritz. The Adam Ritz Show. Social media is broadcast media. When you press send, it's out there for the whole world to see. And we're joined now by a social media expert, Kevin Long. Hi, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me. Now, you work, uh, actually, you own your own uh, company, CEO. What, what do you call it? You're the grand poobah of? Yes, I'm the, the grand mufti of udiligence.com. Okay. And what we do is we help athletes protect their reputations online by alerting them when things are posted on their page that might be problematic for them later on. Now, when you uh, speak of athletes, they, you know, from my point of view, from working in the broadcast media industry, there are uh, really two 
two entities here that are at risk, the athlete himself and then the team he plays for. So when there's a mistake made online, it uh, adversely affects that individual athlete, and it also affects the group, the team, the organization, the league. Absolutely, and there, there's a vested interest with the, uh, the coaching staff, with the team itself, with the league, but personally for the athletes, the reputation, the damage that it does to their online reputation is absolutely paramount in their minds because it will stick with them for the rest of their life. The, anytime someone Googles them after they post something that may be problematic, that's going to come up in search results. And when you have your name uh, searched because you're an athlete or because you're a high-profile person, you want to be Googleable for the right reason. And that right reason is catching the winning touchdown pass, scoring the game-winning shot, blocking the game-winning goal. So you want to be Googled for those things, not for uh, posting something silly on a social networking page. Have you seen, uh, with the work you do, you're actually working with real teams and real athletic departments. Have you uh, had any, um, uh, I guess, most recent success stories with an athlete who might have posted something? Your system caught it in time before the media caught it, before uh, it got the young man in trouble? Absolutely. Just this past weekend, we had a picture of an athlete who was snorting a pile of cocaine in with the words Facebook. Uh, the cocaine was piled in, in the shape of the Facebook logo, snorting cocaine, and that was posted on his Facebook page. We caught it. We alerted the coach. It got taken down within a few minutes. Oh, my. You're, I'm stunned. I thought you were going to say, you know, a picture from spring break on the beach with a beer bong. I didn't expect the Facebook logo of cocaine like Scarface. Yes, exactly <laughs> like Scarface. And um, I guarantee you with any oh college football team or college basketball team or athletic department in general, if we were to search all of their pages, I would find at least one gunshot, at least one money shot, one sex shot, one alcohol shot, and one drug shot. Guaranteed, without a doubt. What is it about this generation that uh, is so forward-thinking as far as technology? They've, they were born into it. They use it every day in their life. Why are they not connecting the dots and knowing that something like that is a damaging thing to put out online about yourself. I think the, the, the reason that this generation thinks like that or doesn't think about those sort of things is exactly the reason you just mentioned. They didn't grow up in an era where they actually had interpersonal communication, where they spoke to one another. Instead, they sent a Facebook message or they tweeted something, and that was their form of communication. The same as you and I might have hung out at the mall, they hang out online. They've done it without supervision from the time they were eight and nine years old, so they don't realize that it's potentially problematic. And it's just starting to come to light as this generation, the first generation of social networking users, are now having trouble while they're searching for jobs and now having trouble when newspaper uh, articles and reporters start using that as sources for material. And they're starting to realize it, but it's slow. It's a slow learn. And uh, I think the next generation is going to be a lot more savvy about how to do that. We're always talking about how uh, there's negative consequences with uh, every time you press send, whatever you post, even in a text message, you think it's a private communication between you and a friend, you press send, what's the worst thing that can happen? So we're always talking about the negativity with social uh, networking and social media. What, from your perspective, are, are some of the positive uses of this? Really, it's a free resource that can really enhance a player's brand and enhance their career after their playing days are over. What are some of the positive things you can share with us about Facebook, Twitter, social media? I that's a great question, Adam, and I think one of the things that I always stress when I talk to athletes about this is that it's a medium for you to promote yourself. Who knows more about you than you? 
And if you're able to use that in a positive fashion and put the things out there and the message that you want people to see and realize that everyone is going to see it, there's no better way to promote yourself than that. And the fact that you have 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 or more followers on Twitter or Facebook fans um, just goes to show how quickly it can spread from your account around the world and many times over. One of the things that I like to tell the athletes is to remember hashtag GFG, Google Friends Grandma. Before you post something, hashtag GFG. Remember, people can Google it, know who your friends are, and remember if grandma thinks it's okay, you're probably all right to post it. Now, I understand you're working with a new venture with, with celebrities, actually on the West Coast with Hollywood, um, protecting their identities online. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. We have a, a program that's called Social Imposter, and what we do with that is we identify people who are setting up fake social networking accounts in the name of high-profile celebrities, athletes, business people, politicians. And what we do is when we identify the ones that are fakes, we go to the social networks and we get them taken down so that it doesn't impact their brand. Um, there's a, a recent, uh, within the last couple of weeks, Will Ferrell had his, uh, a, he doesn't even have a Twitter account, but someone put one up in his name, uh, and he, the, they tweeted something about uh, donating to a cause that was a fraudulent cause, uh, justice for Trayvon Martin. Uh, tweet to this number and give $10 to this cause, and it wasn't even him. It wasn't him. So it negatively impacted him, made national news. And it scammed people out of money. And it scammed people out of money. So what we do is we go in and we help those folks protect their reputations by identifying those imposter social profiles and getting them removed. That is amazing. And then before I let you go, uh, I'm still just, I'm flabbergasted at the pile of cocaine in the Facebook logo that a student athlete put on his Facebook page. Um, you caught it in time. Uh, here, I guess this isn't really uh, for me to say or for you to say, but where's the line drawn from should that young man be prosecuted, uh, sent to jail? Did you just save his life? Uh, did you save him from prosecution? Did he get suspended from the team anyway? Um, is this his one and only chance and his next little mistake he's off the team? I mean, what's going to happen from here out for that young man? Hopefully he's learned his lesson, and it's not really for me to say, what happens to him. I'm just glad I was able to help and prevent something worse from happening to him. Whatever whatever can happen to him right now isn't as bad as if it had ended up in the newspaper or ended up uh, uh, in the prosecutor's office. Um, we certainly able, were able to help him uh, hopefully prevent damaging the rest of his life. Friends, Grandma, Google Friends Grandma. Google GFG. GFG. Google Friends Grandma. If it's okay for them, it's okay for you. That's right. All right, awesome. Kevin Long with uh, U Diligence and uh, Social Imposter. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thanks, Adam. Have a good day. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.